What about you? You're with Julian on the brown note. And a return to Ukraine, beware the West bearing gifts. There seems to be one entity on Earth very, very keen for the Ukrainians to keep fighting. And it's um, not the non-Western world, and it isn't Russia. It is the West, who are at this stage almost like uh, a really bad best friend egging you on to keep fighting a much bigger, more powerful man. It would seem that the Pyrrhic victory is is something that would come up here. For Ukraine to win the war against Russia would be so destructive to Ukraine that it would not be worth winning. It would destroy the entire country. Russia want one thing, which is to make a deal. They don't want a failed Ukraine. They don't want a Ukraine where every single major town is reduced to rubble. They want to make their deal and they will probably strengthen their borders in the Russian enclaves closer to their country where they're already predominantly ethnic Russian and they will insist on uh, non-membership of the EU and NATO. They would rather leave Ukraine in as much one piece as they could possibly do so. But the West doesn't want that. The West actually wants the war to go on as long as possible because the longer it goes on, the more damaging it is to Russia. From a geopolitical perspective, even though it is crucifying Western economies and it's crucifying the Australian economy as well, our cost of living, a first interest rate right in 10 years, um, the impact on Western economies is extreme, but there are those war-hungry people in the West that just don't care. They see an opportunity to attack Russia by making this war incredibly long and go on as long as possible. The longer it goes on, the more Ukraine is getting destroyed. And there is no other paradigm here that's realistic. Ukraine would have to batten down the hatches for a very long period of time and sustain enormous damage and, and losses to get Russia to pull out without what they came in for, which is that Ukraine doesn't join NATO, that Ukraine doesn't join the EU, and to strengthen protections on the Russian enclaves, which are mostly russian heritage people living in them so if the inevitable is going to occur which is that russia will win whatever that victory looks like make a deal it's serving no one in ukraine by not if that's the inevitable outcome or a victory itself would result in such destruction in ukraine there is no point to fighting you can say all you want about the heroism of doing so. It doesn't make any sense to the people that live in that country. The country just keeps getting destroyed more and more, brick by brick, until a stalemate. If it's inevitable, you're going to go down one road eventually. And that road will leave your country in as much a strong position as possible with your own sovereignty and with as little further destruction and bloodshed as possible with some minor tweaks, which in the scheme of things, Russia already basically occupies those regions anyway, 
and you aren't a member of the EU or NATO now, then do that. But the West doesn't want you to do that. The West, are, the West are your worst friends because they want you to keep. They are throwing you under a bus to keep going. They want to keep you going. They want to encourage you to fight, and they won't offer you any troops. They won't help you fight. They'll phone you from home saying, "Keep going." It's worthless to you. Give up. Not because you shouldn't be able to fight for your nation, but your nation isn't under threat. Russia doesn't want to occupy Ukraine. Russia wants Ukraine not to join NATO and the EU and lots of military bases line up alongside it. That's it. And the behaviour towards some of those Russian enclaves has been notably poor as well. So make a deal. The Western world in the early part of the last century used to sue for peace all the time. In fact, suing for peace was what the most powerful nations in the world did. Look back at the um, Turks massacring the Greeks 300 years ago or however long ago it was. The Western world would clamour for this bloodshed to stop. The same in most wars. But now it's, well, it really hurts Russia the longer it goes on. Yeah, but it's actually happening in Ukraine. It's Ukraine that's really hurting. Everyone else is hurting economically. They're not having their lives taken. They're not being blown up. So we just don't trust the West at all. It's the, 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 the gifts they bear are awful. And at some point, someone's got to ask the question of, is the government of Ukraine doing the best for Ukraine to have got you into this situation and to perpetuate it? Why aren't you suing for peace? Why aren't you doing what's best for your country, which is to sue for peace, to take a deal? Are you really going to fight them to the last man? That would be insanity. And you've got to ask, the previous government of Ukraine back in 2013 that was overthrown was good friends with the post-Soviet republics, with Russia, with Europe and with America. It didn't have any enemies. So how did we get here? Ask yourselves if the government of Ukraine has been acting on the best interests of the Ukrainian people or what the militarized Western nations would like most to happen to Russia. And that's not a good thing. So I think um, if you have an inevitable, I mean, I can understand a country fighting to the death like Vietnam who were being overtaken I can understand a country that might lose its sovereignty being, you know, being completely overtaken and then fighting to the last man standing. I can understand the countries of Eastern Europe before in World War II fighting to the last man because they were being eradicated, mostly by the Nazis, but also by the Russians. But in this scenario, Russia wants Ukraine to, Russia would have made a deal with Ukraine without firing a bullet. They do not want a failed state on its borders and they don't want Ukraine destroyed. They want things that they've been very explicit about and the West is just egging you on. 